Because it's time for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle from the Fricker Studios. Right now. Now. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM and 105.7 FM WFOB. The Sports Huddle is brought to you by NWO Orthopedics, Frickers, Warner Automotive, by Blanchard Valley Health System, Rotor Rooter, Big B Coffee, by Northwestern Water and Sewer, Wilson Tire, Grit, by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Campus Polyize, by Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, and by Seneca Millwork, Five Star Maintenance, and the Ropey Corporation. Three, two, one, let's hear it. Now, let's go live to Lance and Matt from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Welcome on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle here from the Frickers Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB special time tonight due to our coverage of high school basketball coming your way in just a little bit. We will be with you until about 5.30. Lance Morris here with Matt Common. Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday. Not quite night, but still late afternoon. Matt, how are we doing? You know, I'm doing good. I'm alive. I'm taking that as a big W. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to take that as a win at this stage. Um, but ha- happy for uh, some of the well wishes I've received and all that. Doing okay. Uh, we're we're going to be uh, back up and running here soon. But due to the joy of remote technology, still get to join you here on the Sports Huddle. And, um, man, it, it's it's been a fun week. <laughs> Not for me, but it's been a fun week in sports. So really looking forward to what we have going on tonight. Got a phenomenal show for you. Got a ton of great playoff basketball on the way this weekend as well. Hopefully I get to be a part of it. But in all sincerity, it's we got a great show tonight. We just a, a dynamite first class show. I said tonight, technically not tonight. Te- well, really, when does it end tonight? When does the show officially end tonight? It'll officially end at about 5.30, give or take. But we can say tonight that technically we've dipped into the evening at that point, I would say. So if, if it's an appropriate time for anyone to have dinner, I count that as evening time. So I'm going to say we can still say tonight on this show. But no, we got a great show lined up for you guys. On this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios, we will talk with Jaden Sabler, head girls basketball coach at Van Buren, has his team back in the district semifinals for their second straight season in his first season as their head coach. He, they will be playing Evergreen tonight, try and secure their spot in the district finals. We'll hear from him in just a few minutes. We'll talk with Mo- Mohawk head girls basketball coach Bruce Hannum, talking their season so far and talk a little bit about their matchup with Hopewell Loudon on Thursday. We'll also talk the Hopewell Loudon side of that matchup with their head coach, Steve Suter. We'll hear from him a little later on. And we'll also talk with Macomb head girls basketball coach, Jeremy Hur. They will be playing in the district semifinals Thursday against Cary. And we'll also hear the Cary side of that matchup with their head coach, Keith O'Flaherty, later on in the show today as well. And we might not be at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their frickin' chicken chunks. Kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. You can pick up from the carryout window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash. All daily specials are dine-in only. Download the Frickers app. Find them online at Frickers.com. And join us over the next few days 
for our coverage of high school basketball as we're starting a little earlier because of our coverage here tonight. We will have coverage of the Van Buren girls basketball team in their district semifinals matchup with Evergreen. We'll have that one starting at about 6 o'clock on Classic Hits 96.7. On WFOB, we'll have coverage of the Fall Story Redmond in their sectional semifinals matchup. They'll be taking on Kenton. We'll have that one tonight at about 6 o'clock on WFOB. And then Thursday, we'll have district semifinals doubleheader in girls basketball game one. Hopewell Loudon against Mohawk. Game two, Macomb versus Cary. We'll have both of those games coming your way Thursday night, and those will be on both of our stations. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Van Buren head girls basketball coach Jaden Tabler here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of freaking chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Dawn. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation inspection and quote today. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. And by the caring employees of the Ropey Corporation. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 530 this Wednesday afternoon. Tonight we'll have coverage of BBC Girls District Semifinals Basketball. The Van Buren Black Knights taking on the Evergreen Vikings. Our coverage will start at 6 o'clock tonight on Classic Hits 96.7. And if they win, they would be back on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock versus either Liberty Center or Delta. We're now pleased to be joined by Van Buren head girls basketball coach Jaden Tambler here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. I assume that things are uh, pretty busy for you uh, this week uh, with uh, everything going on with uh, your team advancing to uh, yet another district semifinal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we we played, played really well on uh, Saturday to make it out of the sectional, have a chance to compete in the districts and you know we just we got back to work on monday so i think we're ready to go for tonight 
Uh, I do want to go back a little bit into the regular season just because uh, last regular season game, you did have that uh, hard-fought win against Corey Rawson in overtime that secured second place during the BBC. Obviously, of course, a league title is the goal, but securing second place in a league that is you know dominated by Liberty Benton the last year is the way it has been. I, I don't know that that's the, obviously, ultimate goal, but I'm sure that had to be a great atmosphere and a great win for you and your team. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great win. You know, I'll be real honest. Our our goal is to be BBC champs. You know, right. we're we're not complacent with second place by any means. But you know, uh, we put we put some good wins together in the conference, and we were able to you know sneak into second place there. But that was Corey Rossing gave us a great game. You know, we we didn't shoot well uh, that night, and you know we just kind of were able to muscle out a victory uh, in overtime. And then, as you mentioned, you had about a week or so following that game to uh, get ready for Archbold in that sectional finals matchup. So what all for you went into uh, prep and uh, execution for uh, for that game uh, last weekend? Yeah, well, you know, obviously we watched countless hours of film and kind of studied how they how they ran their offense and, you know, what what they would try to do to maybe speed us up a little bit. And, you know, I think that was their game plan going into it of, you know, get in our face, give us pressure. And they did really well in the first half with that. You know, they, they sped us up and they, we, I think we were only up one going into halftime and we, we had to settle down at halftime and we had to kind of regroup and, you know, play basketball how we like to. And that's, you know, it's under control, taking care of the ball. And I think we scored 17 points a piece in the third and fourth quarter. So when you do that in big games, most of the time you're going to, you're going to find a way to win. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WF will be talking with Van Buren head girls basketball coach Jaden Tabler. And your district opponent for the semifinals game will be Evergreen. I imagine you got to see at least a little bit of that uh, first game for them uh, in uh, in their matchup with Elmwood before your game. What stood out for you for the little bit you got to see them in person? Yeah, well, they they still got a young group. Uh, this that this Evergreen team is going to be good for a few years. Uh, they got they got some big girls that can shoot it. They can they have two girls that can play anywhere on the floor. So that changes a little bit defensively for us. So we'll have to you know make sure we don't let them get in the rhythm and make sure we keep a hand in their face and hopefully we can compete with them that way. Game plan wise, what are some of the big things? And you just mentioned having a couple girls for them that can kind of play anywhere. Are those gonna be are those gonna be kind of the players that you'll need to stop in order to uh, get yourselves a win tonight? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in games like this, you you try to take the ball out of their best players' hands, and you know we'll we'll have to try to do that. We'll have to make them go to their second and third options, and that's what we've tried to do, tried to do the whole year. Uh, and we found decent success with it. So we're going to, we're not going to switch anything up, you know, that we're not going to get too crazy with our game plan. We're going to keep doing what we're doing and, you know, we'll just make small adjustments, know who we need to stop and just do our thing. Atmosphere wise, Lake has been a great host for both boys and girls games over the last few years with their new facilities. I may or may not have experience with that having grown up down the road. So I had previous experience in their old facilities before they uh, were able to remodel their high school. Uh, what kind of atmosphere are you uh, looking forward to seeing tonight? Yeah, I, you know, I think, I think we'll travel pretty well. I mean, Saturday we had, 
a great, great student section. The community traveled. The parents were great. There was a ton of energy in the gym. You know, those those are the atmospheres that we try to create at practice every day. So when you when you have that in a game, it, it changes a lot. It's, you know, you're used to it. You want to be in that environment. It's not it's not added pressure. It's almost a sigh of relief of, hey, we can be in our comfort zone today. So I'm hoping, you know, even though it's a Wednesday, hopefully we travel up north and bring a good crowd. And then what would, in fact, be the message to the fans, parents, anyone who may attend or listen to the game? What are some of the things they should uh, should expect to see from your, from your team tonight? Uh, we play fast. You know, we, we like to play up in your face on defense. We like we like to get some steals, create some layups. That's how we create our offense. And you know we've we've been shooting well offensively uh, the last last few games. So hopefully we keep that up. But uh, we'll hopefully our playmakers show up tonight, and we just continue to do what we've been doing. This has been Van Buren head girls basketball coach Jaden Tabber. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck tonight against Evergreen, and hopefully we can uh, see you play for a district title over the weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll be back shortly to talk with Mohawk head girls basketball coach Bruce Hannum here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-429-6157. That's 419-429-6157. Or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Come on now, you know you've heard of those famous breadsticks? The ones oozing with cheese and a variety of other toppings you can choose from? That's right, the ones from Campus Poly Ice, the world famous ones. Don't forget Campus Poly Ice for tasty subs, pizza, your favorite beer, and even salads. One of Finley's best kept secrets. Don't forget to try the house-made ranch dressing. Getting your favorite goodie from Campus Poly Ice is easy. Located at 339 South Blanchard Street, Campus Poly Ice offers dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. What you waiting on? Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you this Wednesday evening. Thursday, we'll have coverage of the Division Four District Semifinals from Fall Story, a high school game one. Hopewell Loudon against Mohawk at 6 o'clock. Game two, Macomb versus Carey at about 730. The winners will be back in Fall Story on Saturday at 6 o'clock 
to play for a district title. We're now pleased to be joined by Mohawk head girls basketball coach Bruce Hannum here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. I'm getting uh, getting pretty pumped about uh, the opportunities in front of us on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Very, uh, very much appreciate you uh, taking some time for us. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we um, get the opportunity to play Hopewell on on Thursday night. Uh, we watched uh, some of their game. They played the, the, the early game uh, just last Saturday uh, for the sectional final, and we got a chance to look at them a little bit there. And, you know, uh, they're not far from Mohawk, and so a lot of our girls know their girls and play club volleyball and travel basketball with them and everything. So we're pretty familiar with each other, although we didn't play each other in the regular season. So. We're, uh, like I said, we're going over some game planning and uh, trying to see what we can do to maybe get an, uh, an advantage here or there. So I'm planning on listening to your interview with Steve <laughs> Suter. A couple of the uh, moms have been telling me that they saw him on your schedule and wanted to make sure that I listened in to see if I could pick up on any tips. <laughs> Yep, we'll uh, we'll be talking with him as well, and you know, lots of uh, lots of things to look at. So I'll start with a little bit of what you mentioned, just with uh, with the volleyball stuff. Of course, a lot of your players had the benefit of being a part of the Mohawk volleyball team that was one of the top ranked teams really in the state all season. What impact uh, did that have for some of those girls for once uh, once uh, basketball got rolling? So of course, those girls were very disappointed. Uh, they had planned on getting. Um, to the regionals, and I don't want to say they were overlooking anybody. It was just, you know, they they had um, they I think they were ranked third in the state at one point yep. going into the tournaments. So when that season was over, if anything I could sell is, uh, hey girls, never take anything for granted. Um, and the volleyball program certainly had a history of success that the girls' basketball program hasn't at Mohawk. And so I, I continue to talk with them um, all the time about at Mohawk. They don't hand out sectional titles and they don't give opportunities to play district games. Uh, we have to earn them. And when we do, we're going to play good teams. And, um, you know, again, I, and I think that message got home. So we played Cary at the end of the year and Cary and us, we play them 10 times. We win five, they win five. We split during the regular season and, you know, the last, we just played them the last game of the year uh, just uh, two Saturdays ago. And we were winning the whole game, and we went on a couple-minute stretch um, uh, where we just kept turning the ball over, and we just couldn't overcome that. And uh, after the game, a couple of girls, because that's who we lost to in the district final uh, in volleyball was Carrie. And a couple of girls looked at me and said, we're not going to lose to them twice. If we're lucky enough to get there to, to meet Carrie in the district final, we are not going to lose. So – if anything, I think that it has given our team a little more uh, focus and motivation that uh, nothing is going to be given to them. And so, again, we're we're trying to get them in their best minds. And, and Coach, I got to say, it's it's been fun for me the past couple of years to really watch Mohawk sports develop and grow. It's It really seems like there's this culture of, honestly, just call it as a, a culture of success that's really starting to grow down there in Mohawk and really take hold, not just in a, one sport here, there, but really across the whole program. Um, obviously you're kind of a part of that, a fairly decent part of that. Oh, what, what, what can you say to the growth and like really just the change in culture and attitude down in Mohawk? I mean, you just talked about the girls saying we're, we're not going to lose to carry twice. 
Yeah. I'll be, I'll be candid. I think five or six years ago, you had that sentence as well. We're not going to lose them 10 times in a row. <laughs> I mean, it, it's right. Right. It, it, so, I've noticed this culture change recently. Just, I'd love your input or thoughts on it being someone on the inside. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm dinosaur ish around there. I'm ancient. I'm, I graduated from Mohawk in 1986. And uh, so for most of the coaching staff, some of the teachers and, and other uh, support staff I, I knew, but uh, for the coaches and whatnot, uh, I'm one of the elder statesmen and uh, my kids, uh, actually I have a son that's a senior uh, this year and he plays football and basketball and baseball. And in fact, uh, you know, they, they got some big games this week as well. So for me, basketball is, uh, couldn't get any big, bigger this week, but um, you know, just to, for for instance, just the two basketball programs. Uh, I know last year that we had a school record for combined wins, uh, boys and girls. I, I can't tell you exactly what that was. I know we won 13. I think they won 18. And, uh, you know, coming into this year, there was some certainly we were both uh, had some uh, experience coming back and, and looked forward to even, you know, doing bigger things this year. And we both have, you know, currently they're 19 and three and we're 17 and six. And so thinking about both of us having a chance to, to do some things at district. And if things fall our way, um, you know, we talked about that we have an opportunity to go to regionals again, nothing, nobody's going to give it to us, but, uh, we have an opportunity in front of us. There isn't uh, some big Goliath like Buckeye Central girls basketball standing in front of us. And Mohawk on the other side, is, you know, on the boys' side is ranked number one uh, in their district. So they, they're expected potentially to, to get that far. But it, they've only done it one time in the whole history of Mohawk, and the girls have only done it one time. So uh, I certainly think that you know, that we feed on each other, you know, as far as the other programs, they've been pretty solid, especially on the girls' side. Volleyball, Coach Hoover's been there for 15 years, and, you know, he does a, a great job. And those girls play year-round through Black Swamp and and uh, through the, I think it's called the, the uh, you know, they do it out of Mohawk. It's called the Legends or Legions or something like that. And they're there every Sunday practicing. You know, and Mohawk girls softball has is probably one of the best programs, uh, you know, Division three, Division four programs in the state of Ohio. You know, they have, you know, really blossomed uh, under a couple of different head coaches currently under Mindy uh, Walton. Um, and then on the boys side, uh, you know, they, the football team is uh, always tough. Uh, we just won an N10 wrestling title for the fifth year in a row, I believe. Um you know, and the baseball team with uh, under Coach Hoover is always competitive and, you know, track. Uh, it, it, my daughter ran that for four years and, and with it, we struggle with numbers, but, uh, you know, do a great job. So there is some kind of symmetry. And I think part of it, first of all, I've always said about everything. You need good athletes and good kids buying into the programs. And, and I'm not saying Mohawk's any better than any other school around, but we have enough good athletes there. Then you need some decent coaching. And then you need something special. And part of that, I think something special is the culture of sports and the culture of uh, what they got going on at Mohawk. And that all just kind of stacks on each other and builds on each other. And uh, I think we're all seeing the benefits of that. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM and WFOB. Lance Morris, Matt Common talking with Mohawk head girls basketball coach 
Bruce Hanneman, you mentioned something special, and I'd say having a girl that stands at 6'4", and Emily Klopp, uh, certainly I think would fall under the category of special, especially for Division Four girls programs. And that height, I mean, like I said, rarely seen kind of across the area and pretty much always the tallest player when she is on the floor. Kind of, What exactly would you say she's meant to your team, and what is she like to coach as well? Well, she is um... – he has been a pleasure. You know, this is my third year as coach. And when we got there, when I got there, uh, she was a sophomore. She was still growing into her body. Um, and the basketball program wasn't having a whole lot of success. And, uh, you know, her and some of the other seniors this year, Bailey Sheets, um, Jolie Hamilton, have, you know, committed to staying with the program and that was a problem before I got there that the, the good athletes didn't play basketball so Emily uh, has been a pleasure she's a you know she's a all Ohio volleyball player I think she was player of the year in the N10 uh, in volleyball and so this year she was in contention for that yeah when she walks off the bus she attracts everybody's attention and I know that uh, you know standing six three six four that's not always easy for her because she gets a lot of attention and she's a little on the shy side. Um, but when she steps on the floor, not only is she, you know, she tall, but she is long. And every year she continues to get better and stronger. And, um, you know, she gets, and it's like every big man, big woman that's ever played. And I call big man, they play the big man post position, the center. They get, uh, beat up on a lot you know they, they they tend to let them play underneath the basket um, and don't call the ticky tack fouls and she certainly takes her brunt of that and that's probably the most frustrating thing for her is the the physicality side of it but every year she's gotten better at now she just kind of lets it roll off her back and uh, like I said she's she was second in the N10 in scoring at 14 just under 14 points a game she leads the N10 in rebounding at over 10 so she averages a triple double every night um, and we have a couple of support girls to go with her you know Mia Miller at 510 is a really strong power forward that uh, kind of complements what Emily's doing if they double team Emily they were going to pass it down to Mia and uh, then we got some perimeter players that are really starting to come into their own uh, if they really commit to, and it's not unusual, look at film, they'll commit to three, four, sometimes five people in the paint surrounding Emily. And we always tell her if, if they're doing that, somebody's open. So she's become a very good distributor for us too. So on the offensive end and the defensive end, she just dominates the paint. So if they're going to do anything, and I know it's no secret, I'm, I, I'm not telling anybody anything don't know, but uh, the only way that to really combat her is if she gets in foul trouble uh and and isn't disciplined with what we're asking her to do which is mostly stay on her feet uh so that she can read and react when they when they get into the paint i'm i mean coach i'd be a little concerned about giving that type of in-depth strategy away of the best <laughs> way to handle someone in the paint is to get them in foul trouble that's yeah well uh, I, we, i'm a little concerned you may have given away the game oh no no, no. It, the, the secret's out. Well, I talked to some of the other coaches and, uh, you know, I mean, everybody gets what's going on. And she is, you know, when, when, and she is unique, just like you're saying in our league, every team we've played this year, when she steps on the floor, it's like, Oh my goodness, you can't coach that kind of size. So one of the things we've had to do, uh, is 
is um, come up with a mental strategy and and game strategy is how to do that, how to how to effectively stay out of foul trouble. And usually it's the little ticky tacky ones that are early that set the tone for that. So we're just we're just asking her to, you know, she'll reach over somebody's back and won't even touch them, you know, but her arms a foot or two longer than theirs and, and she'll get the rebound and they'll call a foul over the back. Well, she hasn't touched anybody. So we we've really worked on that for the especially the last month or so that that she just got to avoid those situations early. And then as the game progresses, it seems like they let, you know, the physicality uh, become more of, uh, you know, it just builds and builds as the game goes along. And she, she's learned to deal with that uh, quite well. So as long as we can keep her out of foul trouble early. And, you know, the last game we talked to her and Jolie Hamilton uh, are our two players that have a little bit of issues with that. In our last game, uh, Emily said she had zero fouls and Jolie had one. So um, they're they're learning and, and being able to adapt to what's being called out on the floor. And it, you know, it's just human nature for the referees to level the playing field a little bit when in most cases she has such a size advantage. Um, but uh, like I said, there she's, she's, she's starting to feel that out and, uh, and she hasn't been in foul trouble. in I want to say the last month is the NWO. And, oh, no, go ahead, Matt. No, sorry. Didn't mean that. Because my, my my little joke actually turned into a really insightful commentary there that uh, I was not prepared for. It kind of threw me off. I was ready for a quick question afterwards. But um, but the the thing that I'm curious about, Coach, to go along with that is that I, I've heard the expression once or twice. I don't know if it's a common one, but ha- having a having a big player play small. I mean, you kind of mentioned that she's averaging a triple double. That she's looking for those outlet passes. But how much has that been adapted to her game? really helped facilitate and help develop the other players on the team. Yeah. So one of the things that she provides to us is an outlet. You know, when we get in a little bit of a stall or there's not enough movement, you know, in our offense, a lot of times she'll pop out to the high post and we can just, you know, high point it to her and then we make cuts to the basket. Um, So and then that kind of, so we've, we've been doing that all year, but now that has kind of changed a bit where um, we're starting to get all five of the players on the floor into our offensive sets uh, on a, on a regular basis. Now, don't get me wrong. We are trying to post Emily Klopp up. And so we're trying to do things that recognize, is she being double teamed or triple teamed? And if so, who's open on the floor? And we've been working on that again for the last month or two. And a lot of times it's Mia Miller on the backside. Um, uh, and if she's not, we, when like I say we have a couple of three point shooters that we're kicking it out to and their confidence is building. So it's a, it, early on, it was a, a luxury to have her to be able to step out and being able to get it to the high post. But then when we really need things working, when our offense works the best, you know, She's got not her back to the basket, but she's facing the basket, you know, either at the foul throw, free throw line or in the post. And she can see cutters and she can uh, see three point spot up shooters. But, uh, you know, if she's got an avenue to get to the basket, that is option number one. And, you know, she's she's, I think, second uh, in, in our conference in, in field goal percentage at just around 60 percent. And Mia Miller on our team is second, uh, you know, 46, 47%. So, 
getting the ball in low is there's no secret to any coach that watches any film or comes to watch us live. I mean, we're going to get it in there, but we're trying not to force balls up at the rim uh, if they're going to commit two or three players down there. I mean, sometimes, like I say, four trying to cover two girls. Somebody's open, and we have to trust that they're going to make their shots. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Subtle from the Fricker Studios talking with Mohawk head girls basketball coach Bruce Hanneman. You mentioned it before with uh, Hopewell Loudon as your opponent in the district semifinals. Got to see a little bit of that game against Arcadia. What were some of the things that uh, stood out to you from uh, getting the chance to watch them? Well, so I've seen them a couple of times uh, this year and then watching some game film. And it just seems like uh, we've talked a little bit of our game plan. We just can't let them get on a roll especially early um you know the carly kaufman i believe is a very strong player and i've always been impressed with how patient she is when she gets the ball um she's a good shooter from the outside you know but her her best um is when she's got the ball at the high post you know somewhere between the high post and mid post area and looking to you know get somebody up off their feet looking to distribute to cutters uh and like i say occasionally hit the three-pointer herself so for us, she's one that we just are, are, are wanting to focus on, you know, and I, I, I know that Olivia Bishop is so athletic when she gets out there. She hasn't been in their starting lineup for a couple of weeks, it sounds like. Uh, but when she comes out there, she adds a lot of physicality and, and really wants to drive to the basket and, and uh, you know, very physical. So we're, we're trying to make sure we're working on things like that in practice. But Hopewell's a good team. You know, they've won. It's their records just like ours, uh, you know, I believe they're uh, 15 and seven on the year. I know they started off really hot and they've been up and down. Uh, and boy, do I have and do I feel the sympathy with for Steve and the Hopewell coaching staff. You know, it's I was just thinking to myself um, the other day, it's hard to keep 15 or 20 teenage girls all going well, all, you know, making sure that everybody's on the same page all the time. So, um, you know, they don't win 15 or 16 games by not being able to take care of the ball, match up with other teams and, and play solid defense. So I was really impressed. I seen them one game when they played Fostoria, they were really shooting from the outside and her, and those two, I mentioned Carly and Olivia really were shooting it. Well, the other night they didn't do that as much. They were trying, especially when they got a little bit of control of the game, they were trying to penetrate and kick out and penetrate and kick out. So uh, they can do a little bit of everything. So um, again, we're, we're familiar with them and it ought to be a fun game. I think we match up with them pretty good. You know, they're not overly fast. That's where we kind of get into some trouble. If they got a bunch of guards that just want to run the floor, um, you know, just because we got size and physicality. And so I think we, match up pretty good with Hopewell. We scrimmaged them over the summer and, you know, it was uh, very evenly matched. So can't wait. It's going to be fun. And, and coach, uh, first of all, love the enthusiasm. Just can't wait. That That's all. That's always great to hear going <laughs> into a big game like this. But one of the things that stands out to me about your guys' season and maybe it knock on wood, maybe it comes in handy here. Um, you guys have been surprisingly really, really good at neutral sites this year. Yeah. So having the neutral site set up, going to a pretty big venue with uh, Fostoria High School there, that, does that present any added pressure? Or is it just, you know, guys, we, we've been able to do this pretty successfully throughout the season, just another game kind of situation. Yeah. 
So there's a couple of things uh, I, I could say about that. Last year, uh, we made it to the, you know, we won our sectional and, and for the first time in 10 or 12 years at Mohawk. Um, so that experience certainly is going to help. We, we then played Seneca East and we took them right down the wire. We were, uh, it was a very close game um, uh, right down to the stretch. And so we felt like we, we belonged there, you know. Uh, so this year we play in a conference, the N10, that is as strong as it's ever been. We, we currently have five teams out of eight that won a sectional title. Uh, and so every week we were going up against really quality, high, you know, high quality teams. Um, we, we, uh, the, the top couple of teams in our league, uh, Buckeye central and upper, uh, we just, again, didn't match up with them. They had small guards that could run and shoot and that just didn't match up well, although we were very competitive in, in those games. But, uh, you know, against uh, Carey and Winford and Crawford, who's, uh, you know, right there with us, you know, we were playing tough games every week. And then our non-conference schedule was crazy. We were playing everybody, especially the end of the year, that had 14, 15 wins, uh, Western Reserve and Corey Rawson and Macomb. And we've had four overtime games this year. Um, three of which were, or yeah, three of which were non-conference. We, and so, yeah, we feel absolutely that that has to, it has to be something that works in our favor. We've been brought right down to, we lost a game. We lost, we played back-to-back uh, overtime games. Uh, oh, about a month into the season. And I said, I don't know how we lost the first one. And I don't know how we won the second one. But then as we got into two more overtime games, I thought we really responded well. We didn't panic. We, we uh, you know, especially took care of the ball and made sure we got some inside looks to try to get ahead. Because I always feel like in a close game like that, if you have the lead, especially late in the game or in overtime, it's such an advantage. And then, and then you can try to create pressure on the defensive end. So, um, absolutely, I feel – you know, just like, you know, Hopewell and, and we, we play carry, we match up pretty well with carry too. And I'm not, again, I'm not overlooking Hopewell at all, but, you know, we got a chance here, an opportunity, and that's all you can ask for, right? We have an opportunity to to play two games this week that uh, don't happen all the time at Mohawk. Like I said, we've only made it out of districts one other time. And in fact, one of our JV coaches, uh, Claire Adelsberger, was on that team. It was 2011, I believe. And, uh, so, yeah, we are ready to go. And I think we're starting in the last week or two, started becoming the best version of ourselves. Uh, because we know how to play basketball at this point. Now, in my opinion, it comes down to between, you know, execution and, and what goes on in between those girls' ears. And, uh, you know, playing tough games and, and going into overtime and whatnot, uh, it has to give them confidence moving forward here. And, uh, again, looking forward to Thursday night. Last one I had for you was I was going to ask what the message would be to uh, all the Mohawk faithful, but it sounds sounds like you've laid it all out. Uh, come support. This doesn't always happen at Mohawk. Yeah. Well, um, the, the Mohawk girls basketball is, uh, you know, we started off, you know, the first year we, we won five games. Last year we won 13 games. This year, you know, we're at 16. So we got some great things going, and we have some talent, you know, in the – in the, in the lines coming through and uh you know we hope that everyone sees what we what's going on and and uh comes out to support us and we'll make them proud i can tell you that 
we uh, we play hard, and we've again we've been getting so much better on the mental part of the game that um, you know we have like I say three starting seniors that really have to be able to step up for us and play a leadership role. And uh, like I said, people that come to all the Mohawk games, uh, boys or girls, I get compliments all the time that they're really playing well and they're fun to watch. And uh, so for sure, come on out and see us. It's not that far away over there at Fostoria, and I expect uh, the Mohawk faithful to come out and help us out. This has been Mohawk head girls basketball coach Bruce Hannum. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck against Hopewell on Thursday. Thanks, guys. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll be back shortly to talk with Hopewell Loudon head girls basketball coach Steve Sooner. You're on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you. And her. And him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person. Dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 530 this Wednesday night. On a Thursday, we'll have coverage of the Division Four Girls District semifinals from Faustoria High School. Game 1 will be Hopewell Loudon versus Mohawk at 6 o'clock. Game 2 will be McComb versus Carey starting at about 7.30. The winners will then be back in Faustoria on Saturday at 6 o'clock to play for a district title. You can hear both games Thursday on both of our stations, Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. We are now pleased to be joined by Hopewell Loudon head girls basketball coach Steve Suter here in the Frickers Zoom Room. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. F for you, two games last week. Let's uh, start with that sectional semis matchup uh, with Van Lu. What were some of the big things you uh, saw from your team in that uh, first postseason win? I think the first postseason win is always just get the jitters out of the way. You know, when we were going back to tournament draw, 
we had the decision whether or not to play a first round game or take a, take a bye to the second round. And, and talking with my staff, we decided let's get the let's get the jitters out of the way. Let's go ahead and play on that floor. Um, let let's relax a little bit. And you know, I, I think we settled in pretty well. Got off to a, a pretty good start. Had a couple shaky moments in the first half, but but overall, I think. Uh, you know, we did what we needed to do. We, we got used to the surroundings. We got the jitters out of the way and, and played a pretty solid basketball game against Van Loon. And then uh, shortly thereafter, then on Saturday, you take on Arcadia, a double-digit win for your team. What were kind of the takeaways from that uh, sectional finals win after, like you said, kind of getting some of those jitters out of the way in that first game? I think the second game showed that we got the jitters out of the way. We played extremely well. Um, you know, I, I told the girls that uh, the game plan we came up with, they executed it to a T. You know, from the opening jump ball to the to the final buzzer, we executed so well. We were able to uh, uh, stay up on Arcadia shooters, uh, make them a, a jump shooting team. Uh, we took away some of their inside game, and, and we were able then to, uh, to also do some of the things we wanted to do. We wanted to speed up the tempo a little bit. Arcadia ten, uh, doesn't really score a lot of points. And we thought if we could get the tempo up a little bit and get them running, they only play six girls. And, and I think we did a, a fantastic job on all those. Our defensive intensity was great. We moved the ball on the offensive end. We shared the ball really well. Um, I wish our rebounding had been a little bit better. But, you know, as a coach, you're always looking for one or two areas to improve each game. But I was really happy with the way we played against Arcadia. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Talking with Hopewell Loudon Head Girls Basketball Coach Steve Suter. And your district opponent in the semifinals will be Mohawk. I presume you stuck around following that game to at least watch some, if not all, of that game against New Rugal. Kind of what were some of the things that uh, stood out from, for you uh, getting the chance to see them uh, in person on Saturday? Well, Mohawk is uh, almost a clone of us. Uh, they've got... Uh, uh, a nice interior game with with, uh, with a couple of players. They they you know their guards can get out and shoot the ball if they're left alone. Um, they like to pressure you. Um, it it uh, it's a mirror image of us. So this just should be a really good uh, um, district game. You know when when again we were kind of laying out the the plan. This is kind of where we wanted to be. We thought we matched up very well against Mohawk. We actually scrimmaged them uh, at the beginning of the season, but you know that's that's two months ago, two and a half months ago. So things have changed quite a bit since then. Uh, um, but yeah, we're able to see them against um, New Regal the other night. We saw them earlier in the season against Macomb. Um, so you know, it, it, it's going to shake out to be a, a pretty good matchup. Their strengths are our strengths. Their weaknesses are our weaknesses. And of course, the, the looking at things, you know, game plan wise, kind of has all started with uh, Emily Klopp with them for the last few seasons. What's kind of the the game plan? Not to not to give them any bullets and more material or anything, but what's kind of the game plan to try and uh, limit her and keep her from being as effective as she's been in most games this season? Well, she just poses a, poses an unusual threat. You know, there's not too many six three, six four girls that we play against in our league or even with our non conference schedule. So just the the idea that we can't be intimidated by her, you know, we, we've got to be able to to play our game and do the things that we've done all season and not just say, oh, there's a big 6'3 girl on our way. I can't shoot it or I can't drive it or I can't rebound it. Um, you know, everything just just starts with her. It, it's, you know, they, they focus their offense on her. So we've got to identify where she is. We've got to make it tough on her to, to score. And then defensively, we, we just have to attack her a little bit. We, we've got to get in the inside and See what we can do, get a couple buckets maybe, and you know, maybe draw a couple fouls and then see where things go from there. But, yeah, she's, uh, she's an interesting uh, situation that you have to deal with anytime you play Mohawk. 
And atmosphere-wise, Fostoria has been a great host over the last few years, and even only going back before that. Obviously, Mohawk not a whole, not a super long drive from Fostoria either. So I would think that lends to uh, some pretty packed stands uh, Thursday night. What what are you looking forward to seeing uh, from that standpoint, uh, atmosphere-wise? Oh, the atmosphere over there is great. It's a. It, we were talking the other day. It's, it's just a. It's a fun place to play. You know, even though that it's ground level, it's almost like you're down in a pit. Uh, the way their stands are and the way the fans are organized around that. Um, you know, it's a great place to, to play basketball. We, we had a great game with Fostoria's girls earlier in the season over there. And, and that's one thing we focused on was, you know, tournament type atmosphere over there. The fans are right there on the floor. Um, you know, it just, they do a great job of hosting. It's, it's uh, local. So, you know, hopefully not only our fans and, and Bohawk fans, but uh, some of the other local schools and other local people who are interested in high school girls basketball come over and take a peek at it. And it, this is where things get fun. You know, you got to deal with the crowd. You got to deal with the crowd intensity. Uh, you know, the officials tend to let you play a little bit more at the next level. Um, so it, it's it's everything that you want out of a, a high school tournament basketball game. And then lastly, what would kind of the message be to the fans, parents, students for the Hopewell Loud and Faithful, Any anyone who really, I guess, might be interested in uh, attending the game on Thursday? What's kind of the message uh, to them for uh, what they should uh, look to see? Oh, they should see a great high school basketball game. Like I said, both teams are evenly matched uh, record-wise. You know, we, we played some common opponents during the season. Uh, this has the makings of, uh, you know, just a really fun night of, of high school girls basketball. It has a, a making of a, high, a great high school event, not even just a basketball game, but, you know, all the Mohawk kids should show up, all the Hopewell kids should show up and, you know, yell and scream and cheer. And, and this is why you go to, to high school basketball games is to have these kind of moments. This has been Hopewell Loudon head girls basketball coach Steve Suter. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk to us. Good luck on Thursday against Mohawk. Thanks a lot. Appreciate everything. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Macomb head girls basketball coach Jeremy Herr here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks, freaking chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of freaking chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Need new tires or tire service? Then Wilson Tire Company has you covered. Offering 15 brands of tires and providing 24-hour roadside assistance, Wilson Tire Company can get the job done. In business for over half a century, Wilson Tire Company has three convenient locations. Tiffin, Upper Sandusky, and Kenton. Wilson Tire Company offers mobile services, especially for commercial and farm applications. Check them out on the web for contact information or simply set an appointment from the comfort of your couch. Wilson Tire Company, a trusted partner for all your tire needs. Grit. The word is defined as having courage or strength of character. My name is Mitch Gardner, and I am the owner of Grit. We are a personalized health and fitness organization that will help you find the strength and courage to become the best version of you. Let my staff at Grit encourage you to get healthy in the right way. It's time to take charge of your health, be yourself, 
your family, and your future. Grit is located behind Ace Hardware and Body Works 24-Hour Fitness of Tiffin. Or reach out via email at grit, G-R-I-T-T dot training at gmail.com. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB. Lance Morse, Matt Common here with you until 530 this Wednesday night. On Thursday, we'll have coverage of the Division Four Girls District Finals from semifinals from Fostoria High School. Game one will be Hopewell Loudon against Mohawk at six o'clock. Game two will be Macomb versus Cary starting at about seven thirty. The winners will be back in Fostoria on Saturday at six o'clock to play for a district title. We are now pleased to be joined here by Macomb head girls basketball coach Jeremy Her here in the Frickers Zoom room. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. Thank you again happy for uh, President's Day. Yeah, happy President's Day. Thank you again for uh, taking taking the time to talk with us. We uh, very much appreciate uh, you uh, taking the time. Yeah, it's g- great to be on. Thanks for having me. For you, uh, you of course had to uh, wait for the uh, Old Fort versus Arlington game to uh, play out earlier in the week to see which of the two you'd be playing. So, kind of what went into that, and what went into the prep itself for uh, that sectional finals game. So. We, we took the team over and, and watched the game. Um, honestly, you know, you see what you have on, on the teams and you uh, try to weigh it. There's just no comparison between in-person and video. Um, watching the game, honestly, it did not play out the way I thought it might. Uh, just watching video and trying to compare the two, I really thought Old Fort was going to come out and uh, take care of Arlington, but Arlington to give them credit came out and kind of smacked old fort in the mouth there, especially in the first half. Um, so I was actually during the game at halftime, I'm reshifting, rethinking. I'm like, man, okay. Uh, Cause that we had put a little preparation into Arlington, but a lot more into old fort cause we we're unfamiliar with them. So uh, I was rethinking like, okay, uh, this is going to be a red devil rematch. Um, but then Old Fort did pull it out, uh, so it was. It's, a, it's about matchups, um, and you know, and preparing for Old Fort. One thing we took advantage of: they didn't really have a tall post player, uh, so that was something to our advantage. We felt, and it ended up we were be correct. Uh, Lydia had a great game, and chat uh, with her in the post. This is the NWO Orthopedics uh, Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios talking with Macomb head girls basketball coach Jeremy Hur. And then, of course, you were able to get the win uh, over Old Fort by a score of 40-22. to 22. What were some of the big things you uh, did see from your team in that game on Saturday? Uh, they listened. I mean, we, we had a game plan going in, and um, we executed well. Um, you know, we, uh, Lydia Dehart had a great game inside. They really didn't have an answer for her. Uh, so we kind of did an inside-out approach. Um, defensively, I thought we played a great game. Uh, they only had nine points at halftime. I'd, I'd call that a win. That's that's pretty good play. Um, you know, it's limit their opportunities and try to cash in in a half-court situation when we have opportunities to score. Uh, fortunately, we were we were on the good side of that one every quarter and just kept pushing the lead. So, uh, yeah, listening. I mean, our, our seniors control the game and uh, I think combined they had what 14 10 and 8 so doing some quick math 32 of our 40 points came from our seniors so 
that's that's what I expect out of them. And of course, your district opponent in the semifinals will be Carrie. And I, I would think you snuck stuck around to at least watch some, if not all, of that game uh, against Calvert. What were some of the things uh, from seeing them that little bit, or the whole game you did? I don't know how long you were there. What were some of the things that uh, stood out to you uh, in seeing from them what you did? Uh, well, yeah, they they came and watched half of our game, and we came, we stayed and watched half of their game at least. Um, they're good. I mean, they're they're good good basketball team. Uh, a lot of talent. Good shooters on the perimeter. Um, they're they're a tough matchup for us just because they're a very physical team. Uh, they play aggressively. They have depth. Um, obviously, I I uh, know some of their coaching staff and have coached against him multiple times. So, um, you know, I'm I, I'm excited for the opportunity to play. Um, I know. It's a tall task for us, them being the one seed and us being the four seed. Um, at the end of the day, it's about matchups and execution. And uh, so hopefully we have a good game plan put in place and uh, we can have three days of preparation for a good basketball team. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios talking with Macomb Head Girls basketball coach Jeremy Herr as we get set for their district semifinals game on a Thursday. And you mentioned it a little bit, there's a matchups, execution, things that need to take place in order to get the win. So what are some of those uh, individual matchups you're looking at that could uh, make or break uh, that game on Thursday? <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to give all the tricks Well, out. no, not all of them. <laughs> no, I, I, it's not going to be any surprise. Um, you know, we have again, Lydia in the paint. Uh, she's going to be, um, a key to the game because they don't really have a six footer. Um, they don't have a, a post, uh, they'll, they'll play her hard and they'll probably even double team and crunch down on her. Uh, I think that's a key to the game, you know, her ability to, to manage the paint and get, get scoring opportunities there. Um, then of course, if they do double down the inside out game and our ability to make shots is going to be critical. Um, I had, uh, you know, just in a little preparation from the game, I kind of really had three keys for us. Uh, and we just have to transition well, uh, especially defensively so that they have to earn every point they get. Uh, we have to rebound well because they crash the boards hard, um, so we, we have to limit their second chance opportunities and then we have to handle their pressure. So if, if we can do those three things, I like our, our chances, but uh, any one of those three things wavers and we could be in trouble. Atmosphere wise, Fostoria has been able to be a pretty good host over the last few years. Uh, obviously carry not too far from Fostoria either. So I would think that leads to some uh, pretty packed stands uh, in that matchup. Kind of what are you expecting to see uh, stand from that standpoint of the atmosphere. I know you guys have traveled a handful of different venues over the last few years. What are you expecting to see on Thursday in that standpoint? Uh, you know, I expect it to be loud. Um, you know, just like anything, there's going to be ebbs and flows to a basketball game uh, usually is. So there's going to be times when uh, momentum is going to shift one way or the other way. Uh, so, Ride the highs, but don't let the highs be too high uh, and uh, manage the lows and don't let the lows be too low. You know, we just have to be poised, um, remember how to execute our game plan and 
uh, take it possession by possession. And that's that's hard to do, but uh, we've gotten better at it as the season has progressed. And then we talked uh, we talked earlier this season. That was back in January. And one of the things I very much remember from that was you said you were bringing back the songs for the team, you know, to <laughs> get them pumped up, to psych them up, uh, the, all that good stuff. So, of course, I have to ask, in in preparation for a big district semifinals matchup, what, in fact, will be the song this week for your team? You know, I, I, I have only done a couple songs this year. Um, and, uh, you know, we split. We lost one of those games. We won one of those games. Uh, so I haven't done it a lot. But, you know, I usually try to find a song that pairs with their mascot in some way, shape, or form. So something with a blue devil or a devil, you know, I don't know. Um, devil goes down to Georgia. That's a good one. I don't know. I'm not sure the song yet. Uh, but uh, <laughs> who knows? I, I might have a surprise for the girls. This has been Macomb Head Girls Basketball Coach Jeremy here. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk this. Very much appreciate it, and good luck against Carrie on Thursday. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll be back shortly to talk with Carrie Head Girls Basketball Coach Keith O'Flaherty. You're on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. Everyone deserves a team of experts. Through Blanchard Valley Health System's membership with the Mayo Clinic Care Network, our doctors have access to the Mayo Clinic's knowledge, resources, and team of specialists. Our experts have experts, giving you the care you need close to home at no additional cost. For more information, please call 1-844-530-CARE. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right, they can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. And by the caring employees of the Ropey Corporation. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. You deserve a more empowering banking experience, and Premier Bank is giving you one. Earn $200 when you open a new simple checking account, and you'll enjoy easy mobile banking, no monthly account fees or minimum balance, and surcharge-free access to over 37,000 ATMs nationwide. Then get ready to enjoy $200 worth of, well, whatever you want. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash simple200 to view offer details. Premier Bank, powered by people. Offer valid through September 30th. Member FDIC. Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you until 530 this Wednesday evening. On Thursday, we'll have coverage of the Division Four Girls District Finals from Faustoria High School. Game 1 will be Hopewell Loudon versus Mohawk at 6 o'clock. Game 2 will be Macomb versus Cary at about 7.30. The winners will be back in Faustoria on Saturday at 6 o'clock to play 
for a district title. We're now pleased to be joined by Carrie Head Girls Basketball Coach Keith O'Flaherty here in the Frickers Zoom Room. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing pretty good. Thank you again for uh, taking the time to talk with us. Very much appreciate it. You're welcome. So for you, you're now in your second year as the uh, head coach of the uh, Carrie's, uh, Carrie Girls program. What were the biggest differences uh, so far uh, for this season compared to uh, the first go-round? Uh, this season, just the maturity of the girls, a lot of it. And uh, they're just kind of believing in themselves, believing in their teammates a little better uh, this year, which has uh, helped with our success, you know. With that, with that extra year, our growing year last year, you know, they were pretty young. They were uh, inexperienced other than one one player. And uh, having that year under us and getting that experience and uh, feel for the game, it uh, has really carried over uh, into this year. You know, they're, they're playing hard. They're working hard. Like I say, they're kind of, you know, believing in, in, in their teammates and each other's, and that's, you know, playing together well. Yeah, and Coach, I mean, obviously it seems to be a situation where it's – working very well i mean 17 and 6 on the year certainly a pretty impressive year for the team overall are, are there some other things that really stood out in terms of development within your team that has re really make you feel pretty good going into you know deeper part of postseason play well i i just really like the way our uh, our team you know especially you know the starters that, that are in there how they progress through the year here you know you know we had Shouldn't say really a rough start or anything, but you know we wasn't playing the best best of our basketball. But uh, working hard throughout the year, you know our point guard Riley Yost, uh, she has really uh, stepped it up this year. You know, I with her being the first uh, her first year as point guard for us, you know she's doing a great job. And like I said, you know the others just the progression that they've uh, learned, you know, and improved the whole year. You know that's that's what really stands out in my mind. You know, as far as all of them. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios talking with Carrie Head Girls basketball coach Keith O'Flaherty. And you also had the uh, benefit for, you know, a handful of your players uh, being a part of the run to regionals on the volleyball side of things earlier this season. Did, did that have any sort of impact for those girls on kind of how they were approaching things uh, on the basketball side? Well, yeah, when <laughs> that uh, when they made that run into volleyball, which was great, you know, I didn't have them in the preseason. That's kind of uh, – had them a little bit farther, you know, behind, but it did giving that give them girls that uh, winning attitude and wanting that desire, you know, to uh, compete like that and to uh, and you know be successful like that. So that kind of carried over from them girls, you know, from the volleyball into the basketball season. You know, they really worked hard when they did get to the gym and and uh, got on the court and played very well. And and coach, obviously, you know, you'd, you'd want. You want everyone there for the whole preseason, but obviously a very good reason that some of your girls were not there. I've always been curious from a coaching perspective. It, is that one of those where it it can be challenging in the moment, but at the same time, you know, success breeds more success. So them having a good run in volleyball, like you said, now they're going to have that winning attitude, that, that competitive drive, and they may be missing preseason, but now we get to carry that into basketball as well. Yeah, well, you know, the part about that, yeah, that it does bring that, you know, winning attitude that they bring to the, the court. But, you know, missing them in preseason, that does give uh, a little bit of time to some of the, you know, the bench players that are there. You know, that gets them on the court in the preseason. It gets them uh, a little bit more ready to go, too. You know, that was that was a plus for us there because, you know, we got a lot of girls on in the program. 
and that gave us some, you know, opportunities for them younger, younger girls to uh, get on the court there in the preseason to get kind of their feet wet. And uh, they've been doing very well coming off the bench. I think that's really helped us out. In uh, the last game, Addie Stewart was able to break the school record for threes in a career with uh, 155 threes so far. Also a uh, first-team uh, District 6 performer. How much does she mean to the team, and kind of what does she like to coach as well? Uh, this year, she's great. You know, she's she's one of the leaders out there on the court. You know, she's uh, very patient with, you know, the offensive end of it. She doesn't really force much stuff up. You know, she gets her gets nice shots up. She gets good looks and she, uh, you know, everyone's kind of bought into not just her, but everyone's kind of bought into the team atmosphere where, you know, we don't care who does the scoring. It's it's more of, uh, you know, let's just get the win and go from there. But she's she's uh, really a good leader out there on the court, you know, for us and uh, doing doing very well. And obviously, you know, career leader in threes is fantastic, but based on the score that I'm seeing, it looks like uh, kind of looks like everybody had a pretty solid game the other day. So what, what can you tell us about the performance overall from your team in that? Well, that's, yeah, you know, and if you look through a lot of our uh, scoring, you know, throughout the year, it's, it's not just one person scoring, you know, one or two people scoring, you know, we've, we've got it pretty well evened out, you know, it's like Addie, she's our, she's the uh, leading scorer on the team, but, you know, you got Julia next there and, you know, you got, uh, Macy and then and Riley and you, and then you got people coming off the bench that are scoring. You know we get you know six seven eight like we had ten people score in the last game. So you know it's it's hard for any opponent to really focus down on one or two players because someone else you know seems to step up and that's just kind of our our motto is just you know it, it takes a team effort to do it. So it's been it's been great having having you know others just other than one or two like Addie you know just hitting the threes and then they take that away, then we don't have, you know, much more scoring, but you know, anybody can score at any different time. And that means a lot to this team. That means a lot to our success. This is the NWO orthopedics sports auto here from the Frickers studios talking with Carrie head girls, basketball coach, Keith O'Flaherty. And you of course got to, uh, I presume see some of the uh, earlier semifinal game uh, with uh, Macomb uh, in their uh, matchup against Old Fort. Uh, what were some of the things uh, that you saw from them in the little bit you uh, did get to see from them over the weekend? Well, they've got a nice post player inside, you know, that Dehart girl, you know, she's going to be a little bit of a challenge because we're, uh, we're a little on the shorter end when it comes to size wise, you know, I think our uh, Julie is only five, eight. So, and she's six foot that D six foot. So that's going to be just a little bit of a challenge, but we're uh, we've played against, uh, you know, the Mohawk, the, you know, Emily six, four over there. And we played against some, you know, upper with uh, the Stowers six foot and the aisles, you know, so we're kind of used to handling a little bit of height on us, but uh, yeah, Macomb's got a really nice team. Like say the post player, they got a nice, uh, Nice point guard brings the ball up the court. She likes to drive, take it to the hoop. They got a couple good shooters, so we're just going to have to uh, buckle down on defense and and uh, play good. Man, coach, I usually like to ask once we get to this stage about how's a field playing at potentially a bigger venue and with the neutral sites going to Fostoria High School. But you guys at Cary may have one of the best venues in the area, so I'll go ahead and ask: How do you feel traveling to neutral sites? when you guys have a big arena already, does it really make much of a difference or is it just, okay, just same exact thing, but different colors on the floor. That's pretty much it. I think the way we just approach it is just, it's just another game, you know, home or away, 
you know, we just go out there and focus on, you know, performing well and trying to get the win. So it doesn't really matter if we're on the road or, you know, at home when we do play. Cause we, uh, I think we had ended up with like 12, 12 away games and 10 home games. And, uh, you know, just does, it really doesn't matter. You know, we'll just, we'll play wherever we just want to go play and, and get a win. And you had mentioned on uh, the defensive side that a big key is going to be uh, trying to limit what uh, Dehart for Macomb can do. On the offensive side, what are some of your uh, keys to success for uh, for for Thursday? Offensively, if we can we can get the ball pushed up the floor, that's has helped us tremendously. You know, throughout the season, you know, we get some uh, transition points. You know, off our our def our pressure defensive pressure, we can get some steals and turnovers by them and uh, get down the floor and get some easy buckets, but offensively you know we do get an offensively set you know we got to be patient we got to uh make sure the ball is getting rotated getting uh ball to the open person the open look and uh getting good shots up versus just you know carelessly taking poor shots and poor percentage shots so we just got to basically take care of the ball and be patient and coach going into this one what is the message for the fans as well as the team going into the matchup on thursday night uh, just the fans, I just hope they come and support us, you know, loud, get get real loud and, uh, you know, make a lot of noise because that seems to hype us up a lot, you know, and, and that's how we like to play. You know, I tell the girls, you know, the, the people come here to watch you. So let's, you know, get a good performance and uh, make them cheer us on and, and give them a good time. This has been Kerry Head Girls Basketball Coach Keith O'Flaherty. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck against Macomb on Thursday. Thank you. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. We'll be back shortly with more here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks, frickin' chicken chunks. When there's no time to make food for your holiday party, carry out four pounds of frickin' chicken chunks for only $34.99. Give the gift that always fits a $25 Frickers gift card and get five freaking bonus bucks free. Let them get what they really want. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Don. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation inspection and quote today. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. And by the caring employees of the Ropey Corporation. 
Back we are on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you until about 5.30. Big thanks to Jaden Tabler from Van Buren, Bruce Hannum from Mohawk, Steve Suter from Hopewell Loudon, Jeremy Herr from Macomb, and Kevin O'Flaherty from Cary for all joining us today on the show. If you miss any part of our show or just want to hear it again, head over to WFB.com, click on the podcast page. You can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons. And while we might not physically be at the Frickers and Finley stop in for their daily specials, Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings day, Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day, tonight and get their sirloin steak dinner, Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks, kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers, pick up from the carryout window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash, download the Frickers app to see more and to place an order, find them online at Frickers.com. And Matt, the all-star break will be over tonight in the NBA. Games will resume around the league tomorrow. We haven't gotten a chance, though, to talk about some of the things that have taken place over the league in the last few weeks because of all the other good stuff we've been able to cover, but... Uh, first, uh, LeBron James recently became the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, passing, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Did uh, did that have any impact for you, kind of as far as his lasting legacy and kind of where you rank him among the uh, all-time greats? No, I mean, it it validates for me my opinion that he is the most gifted athletic offensive player in the history of the NBA. I, I think there is no denying it at this point. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was incredible. Will Chamberlain was incredible. They were also, uh, how do I say this kindly, giants in an era when they didn't really have to go against a lot of big guys. That they, they were able to have dominant performances because they were so unique to the game in some regards. You know what I mean? Of course. But Jordan was able to score at will. Kobe is will always be the man that I consider the most deadly player in the game. That he, if you want someone to win you the game with two minutes left, it's Kobe. That's who you want. But uh, for for me, LeBron breaking the all time record, I think that's a validation that he is the most gifted offensive player in the history of the game. I think he's one of the most gifted defensive players as well. And I I think it's just another feather in the cap for the. Uh, argument of greatest of all time i really do it's it's a very compelling argument i stand by my current belief that i think kobe is the goat but i do think this helps lebron pass jordan in some parts so for my money i think it goes kobe's number one lebron is number two jordan is number three and if anyone wants to give me any variation of those top three, I'm going to say you're probably right. I don't think there's really a wrong answer between the three of them. Kyrie gets traded to the Mavericks. Think uh, think that'll work? Oh, it's going to work great. It's going to work amazingly well. Have you heard some of the nonsense Kyrie Irving has said? He is going to do just fine in the state of Texas. It's, I can't think of a better landing spot for him if I tried. Now, on the court, I actually do think it's a good match matchup between him and Luke. I think that is a good one-two combo. I think they both can facilitate each other nicely, and they both complement each other nicely. It's just which Kyrie Irving are you going to get? The one from 2011 to 2017 that was such a key contributor to the Cavs and clearly the best number two in the NBA. 
in terms of being a sidekick, and obviously he goes to Dallas being Luca's sidekick, not the other way around. Or is it the Kyrie that thinks he's the guy and never proves that he is the guy, and he's going to butt heads with Luca the whole time? It's it, it, it's a mixed bag. I, I think it's not a bad train. I think on the court it works, and again, frankly, just the level of insanity that Kyrie Irving says nowadays. I think off the court he's going to be just fine in Texas and in Dallas. It's that that just is going to work fine for him. And I don't know if that's a compliment to the state of Texas or not, but no, it's it should be interesting to see how that plays out. The other half of their duo in Brooklyn also traded Kevin Durant moved to the Suns. We have yet to see him play for the Suns because he's still dealing with an injury. But when he's healthy, of course, that's a, a big when and if. When he's healthy, does this put the Suns in that title conversation? Oh, sure, because the best mercenary in the NBA just joined your team. Whether or not he's actually going to be a major factor this season because of his injuries, that remains to be seen. But I think it's a huge get for Phoenix, and I, I think it puts them in a win-now mode, the, especially the players that they had to dole out to get this guy. And... I don't know. Maybe for me, I think it was a little too high of a price for Kevin Durant because he's not been able to finish a season recent lately. He's been having health issues. He has shown, for my money at least, I feel there's been a declining from what we've seen at his peak because the injuries are actually starting to take a toll on him. And I don't know how well he fits with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul. It's that that's a lot of ball-heavy players that you now just threw Kevin Durant into the mix of. Does it does it look great in NBA 2K? Oh, God, yeah, it looks phenomenal. Is it going to work, though, because Kevin Durant is the league's ultimate merc and villain? I don't know. It's, it, it's going to be a tough one for me to see how well that works because I don't really think Phoenix needed Kevin Durant to begin with. So... We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But the, the bigger question, though, here, the much, much bigger question, how bad of a teammate is Ben Simmons that every team he goes to immediately has to get blown up afterwards? I don't think this had anything to do with Ben Simmons. I think it was. I, I don't. I don't either. It's just be <laughs> sarcastic. But I mean, my God, the, the kid is just born under a bad sign. And you get drafted by the 76ers and have Joel Embiid and James Harden and, you know, Tobias Harris as my teammates. Well, we're going to ship most of those guys out. Okay, you're going to get traded. Where am I going? Brooklyn. Oh, wow, I get to be with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and all those guys. Well, we traded all of them too. Man, what did I do wrong? (laughs) I feel starting to feel bad for the kid, to be honest. It's... Got, got traded to what was supposed to be another super team, and the Nets just blew it up. And I don't blame them. It just was not working. So I, I definitely don't blame the Nets for blowing it up. I just hope that they do it the right way and don't try another super team route because this is the third or fourth attempt for them in a super team. This is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios, ESPN. 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Lance Morris. Matt Cotman here with you talking some NBA. Let's take kind of a look at each conference as a whole. Looking at the East, the Celtics at the top, 42-17 and 17 overall. Bucks right there, just half game back. 
After that, you got Sixers, the Cavs, the Nets. Obviously, that's probably going to drop a little bit. The Knicks in the are all in the top six. And then in the play-in, you have the Heat, Hawks, Wizards, and Raptors. Who uh, who would you say are your uh, are your favorites in the East? I, I think you said them at the top four, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it's between Boston, Milwaukee. Um, uh, who's number three? I apologize. The Sixers. Yeah, Sixers. I still think they might still be in there. But uh, Cleveland, I really, I'm very, very high on the prospects of the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. Um, I, I think there's a very valid argument for Donovan Mitchell to be an MVP candidate if not one of the top candidates for it. Uh, what Darius Garland's doing when he's healthy is phenomenal. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are turning into Tim Duncan and, you know, David Robinson 2, 2.0. It's r- really becoming something to see. And I, I think J.D. Bickerstaff is a solid coach. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Cleveland. And for any teams that might surprise us out of the play-in tournament, you know, I'm thinking Miami. It's they still got a lot of talent down there, still a very solid team overall. And we've seen them do it before. They've been able to get through a play in the tournament, they've been able to get through those types of things and make a nice run. So I, I think they're a team to still pay attention to. But I think the Eastern Conference is so top heavy this year between those top four teams of Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Cleveland. I, I don't see anyone really breaking through that. I think it's going to be one through four is going to be your Eastern Conference semifinals this year. I mean, I think you kind of nailed it with uh, the fact of the top four kind of being the top-heavy part of the conference. Yeah, the Heat, I think if they are able to, you know, get hot at the right time, they certainly could give some teams some problems. I mean, they were a shot away, basically, from making the finals last year. So it's still it's still a very good team, even with them being, you know, currently a play-in team rather than just a top-six team uh, guaranteed, you know, the start of the playoffs. But, I mean, Celtics obviously made the finals last year. Bucks won it not too long ago. The Sixers have plenty of pieces still. And the Cavs are right there. It, 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 like you said, it would be it would be a major surprise if it's not those four teams at the top. And the only one that I wouldn't be completely blown away by if they get into the semis would be the Heat. Yeah, and it's, uh, again, the rest of that play-in bracket in the bottom half, of the bracket it's they are good teams and don't get me wrong they're good teams it's just you know kind of like watching the nfl this year it was you had philadelphia you had kansas city you had buffalo and you had san francisco and then it was everybody else it, it like there was really not a surprise as to who the top teams were going to be this year and i think that's kind of the same thing in the eastern conference this season. it's those, those are your top four and those are top four that are built considerably well and considerably to last. So I think that's going to be your top four for the next couple of years in the Eastern Conference. On the flip side, in the West, the Nuggets currently a five-game lead on the Grizzlies with a 41-18 and record. Kings are third, Clippers fourth, Suns fifth, Mavericks are sixth. Currently in the play-in, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Warriors, and the Thunder. And on the outside looking in, the Jazz, Trailblazers, and Lakers but they're all only a game or two out of being in the play. And so there's not a whole lot that separates really anyone in the West, aside from the fact that the Nuggets are up by five games on the Grizzlies at the very top. I mean, the same, the way that there's the top four in the East and you're not surprised really on who 
will get there. It's going to be, you know, probably those four in some way, shape, or form unless the Heat are able to sneak in. I am not confident really in any of these teams in the West because all of them, when they're all on clicking on full cylinders, a lot of them could be very good teams. But just record-wise, things haven't really shaken out to the point where anyone's really been so definitive. The only one that has has been the Nuggets so far, but it's been a while since they've had postseason success. The only time they have really had some postseason success, at least with Jokic as their MVP, was you know back in the bubble three years ago when they made the Western Conference Finals before they lost to the Lakers. So I think because of that, people are more hesitant to buy into the Nuggets knowing what they've done over these last few years. Yeah, I don't buy into the Nuggets at all. Um, I, I'll just be perfectly candid. Very rarely do you see teams that are built exclusively around a big man continue to have sustained success at being built around Jokic. He, he's great. There's no denying he's a phenomenal player. But Shaq didn't win until he had Kobe. <laughs> he didn't win until he had Dwayne Wade. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wasn't really winning until he had Magic. I mean, it's... You, you need people to go along with that. And Jamal Murray is good. I don't think he's amazing. Same thing can be said for Michael Porter Jr. I think there's some talent there, but it's really Jokic and then everybody else. So I, I'm I'm not sold on them. I'm really not sold on anyone in the Western Conference this year. It just seems like this weird log jam of mega teams that so, some some GMs had their kids put together in a video game and just say, yeah, this will work. And it just doesn't work. It just really doesn't work. I mean, look to the the bizarro world we live in in the Western Conference of Hollywood level super teams that they've created. D'Angelo Russell is back to being an LA Laker. Yeah, <laughs> it's that like, and the reason they got him is because they had to trade Russell Westbrook to get him, who they originally had to trade like three other players to get. It's. The Lakers keep trying to build the super team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And the problem that you run into is they're not really super anymore. And Anthony Davis never has been question mark. He's just been a good defensive player. So no, the, the West, I, I, I think the West is a complete mess and a bit of a joke right now. So it's just a bunch of super teams that are barely getting by. So yeah, I'd say stick with the top four. I think out of those guys, Memphis is probably the one I'm most intrigued by. And that's just because I'm pretty sure John Morant is not of this earth in any way, shape, or form. Pro probably the most exciting player I've seen since Vince Carter in terms of not just incredible dominance like you have with LeBron or killer instinct with Kobe, just sheer capacity for a highlight reel. It's John Morant, probably the best one since Vince Carter in that regard. So I, I'm, I'm paying attention to them. Um, I don't trust the Nuggets at all, like you alluded to. Um, yeah, I really think the West is just in this weird superpower building type of mindset right now. They don't really care if the chemistry actually works. Like Phoenix is a prime example. I don't really know how that's going to work. I think it's just as likely if Durant comes in, he might blow it up once he's there because they have a good chemistry going. They had to get rid of a good player in Mikhail Bridges to facilitate that. And I don't know. I'm not sure if Durant really 
pulls it off for you in Phoenix. I'm not sure if the combination of Luka and Kyrie does it for you in Dallas. I think it's a better combination, but I don't know. Just the the, the Western Conference this year just seems like the the kid in the video games who one week after they lose or like two two losses in a row in their game, they trade half their roster and just try again. It's it, it just seems like it's a mess over there where the Eastern Conference seems a lot more built and sustainable to actually make this work. That was about do it for us here tonight. Big thanks to Jaden Tabler from Van Buren, Bruce Hannum from Mohawk, Steve Suter from Hopewell Loudon, Jeremy Herr from Macomb, and Kevin O'Flaherty from Cary for all joining us on the show today. And, of course, join us for our basketball coverage over the next few days. Tonight we'll have coverage of the Van Buren girls team as they play in the district semifinals against Evergreen. We'll have that one around 6 o'clock here on Classic Hits 96.7. On WFOB, we'll have coverage of the Faustoria Redmond in their sectional semifinals matchup with Kenton. We'll have that right here on WFOB coming up at 6 o'clock. And then Thursday, a district semifinals doubleheader in girls basketball. Hopewell Loudon against Mohawk and then McComb against Cary. We'll have that one on both of our stations Thursday night, and we'll have more sectional finals basketball on Friday, along with more district title coverage on Saturday, depending on on how some of these games go throughout the rest of the week. For my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedics Sports Tunnel. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.